0: Listen, I'll talk to you about any show and all the shows, but when you mentioned Voss, I was like, oh, you picked a goodie. So that's what we're <laughs> going to talk about today. I mean, okay. that show, I mean, okay, there's so much to unpack. Yes. So let's just dive in and talk about this particular show. I think it holds so much power from many different reasons from the time from the cast of characters, the set, the fashion I mean there is a lot here so mm. let's let's dive in. Why did you choose Voss? I'm curious to know that well, it
1: is interesting and I'm, I'm not usually one for popularism, but when you ask like my followers on Instagram, Voss usually does almost immediately go up to the very top and it's understandable. I think in the context of the timing within McQueen's personal career and what was going on with fashion at the time, the entire, shifting of of sands with uh the big corporate players, who he was a part of, his time at Givenchy. it's a really interesting crossroads, I suppose for his career and what he was doing in terms of his design aesthetic as well as um some of the commentary it makes on sociopolitical uh aspects of what's going on in the world. So it's just you know it's a it is a very powerful show for many reasons and it evokes a very visceral response for people for very different reasons <laughs> this is spring summer 2001 and um shown in London during fashion week there um this was also at the very end of McQueen's time at Givenchy so he is just about ready to depart um uh okay. and uh so he was doing both collections uh for himself in London and for Givenchy in Paris at the time so it's a it's a it's a bumpy bumpy moment but I love that for everything uh, McQueen may not have necessarily been hitting right on the head at Givenchy. He was actually sifting through and gaining knowledge and bringing it back and pumping it into his own brand. So you kind of see things there really start to evolve really, really quickly. So if there were shows that were kind of like, huh, what? (laughs) At Givenchy, it was having the opposite effect uh, at McQueen in London.
0: This show, you can see the mental health The beauty and the luxury, the brashness, it tells this complex story. Who was the set designer?
1: His artistic director at the time was Joseph Bennett, who is now obviously a very famous movie director and creative director. Katie England, of course, creative director, genius as she is. So with those two together, their usual production team of Gainsbury and Whiting, John Gosling on sound, you know, you've got all of your accessory designers that are in the mix there. So it's a full force McQueen thrown at everything (laughs) with with all the bells and whistles.
0: The premise of the box, though, let's go back to that. I find that really interesting. It was a box within a box. Yeah, I
1: I think, you know, going with probably what most people recognize it to be is, you know, the padding on the inside looking somewhat Asylum-esque the lighting the way it was set up is quite stark on the inside quite kind of shockingly uh lit
0: look 10 is really interesting so
1: i i suppose you could certainly make the connection that that is his version of a straight jacket which this is also where there's a huge huge japanese influence that has crept through the collection you've got like subtopic on top of subtopic on top of subtopic. And the the hat is kind of an extension of some of the stuff that he did at Givenchy as well. So it's just another one of those moments where everything perfectly comes together. If you strip all of the show stuff away, you strip strip away the styling and everything, the clothes are really simple, actually. (laughs) They're not overtly decorated. They're not super complicated. There is diversity in cut. There is a symmetry, there's all of these kind of interesting kind of pull of tension of, you know, kind of like a traditional masculine tailoring details that have been slightly askew. Or you see asymmetrically cut jackets that might be only on one side. I have an interview with him where he talks about they were trying to do innovative things with fabric and cut. I know specifically talks about creating diffused wool that actually, as it moves down the leg of the trouser, it actually becomes transparent. So it's opaque at the top and then it's transparent by the time it hits the knee. And so they were doing all kinds of different new things.
0: So are you talking about the actual fabrics and the use of non-fabric materials to create things that makes it innovative?
1: All of it. So it's kind of like a non-ending... (laughs) you know, of of kind of dossier of different materials that they use. Jade Parfit's taxidermy birds that are kind of flying around her. There's all kinds of materials that aren't necessarily associated with regular fashion design. Kate Moss comes out in a green jersey dress and it has like a transparent shoulder strap. And it's literally just draped to the waist, but it kind of falls in kind of like the sack-like shape to the waist and then creates kind of like a really beautiful fluid shape when she walks and it's really really simple clothing with a very quite masterful editing done to it to where it doesn't sacrifice any of the impact
0: so in context to this show if you take all his shows and maybe this is not a fair question
1: <laughs> it's already not I can already tell you <laughs> are <"It's not> fair.
0: <laughs> how do I ask this in relation to importance? to context of life and the moments and the zeitgeist where would this show rank
1: oh definitely top three for sure of mcqueen's work yeah absolutely the subject matter the design the setting the actual show itself uh you know what it stood for what it represents the impact that it had on fashion as a whole and i I don't mean like you know am i gonna see my mom wearing that i'm talking about how fashion shows were looked at and what they could do, the message that they could convey. And even if we look back at things now in the context of the knowledge that we have and how we try to observe things, you know, given folks that are oppressed or subject matter that's sensitive or things that we want to think about mental health, things like that, in that moment, what he was trying to do, the way it was conveyed probably is in is very of that time, but what he was trying to do was very forward thinking trying to get folks to kind of not think about fashion as it is typically seen in 2001
0: the looking beyond fashion as the superfluous shallow entity and holding the depth and meaning and the duality and the power of what it holds yes. Yes. so you said this was top 3 who is this ranking with what are the other two shows
1: Oh, good grief. Again, this is just personal for me in terms of kind of, I don't know, what he did. I would probably say 2009's sworn of Plenty in terms of kind of the social commentary again and also the overall show. And then probably Highland Rape because of the impact that it had and kind of the, I don't know, I, I always think of a thundercrack when I think of Highland Rape because it was like, wow, that is very controversial and you've got someone that has something to say and uh it's a super super sensitive subject matter but that was also the point you know, you've got someone trying to point out something that can convey a message through what they do it just happens that the medium was fashion design yeah.
0: it's Still so relevant to today. All his work to me really is still super relevant, but this particular show, we're still battling with the same issues, mental health, beauty standards, distorting yourself and your body to fit into social norms. I mean, very relevant. I think the the accessories are such an important part of this collection as is the fashion, as is the models and the set (laughs) and, and everything else. They create this sort of fantasy storytelling piece that I think makes it come alive. Yes. And almost the headpieces of the wrappings yes. kind of go with these accessories. Well,
1: it's really cool because they also use cosmetic tape. So all of the models' faces are pulled, right? So they have tape that kind of pulls their eyes back. So it really, it kind of distorts the way that the the face looks. It's the reason why I have such a hard time figuring out who I'll model in the show. (laughs) is because There's only certain models you can tell who they are. But then also Val Garland used a very minimal style of makeup to where it's just kind of like blush. The eyes are a bit whited out. There's no really lip color. And so it is this kind of strange, kind of fresh raw human that you're just left with with kind of no decoration but it's kind of pulled and bandaged and taped so there's medical kind of vibe to it and then going back of course to again how you would expect a patient to look somewhat
0: you're right like facelift
1: Mm -hmm, this
0: is clearly plastic surgery facelift I don't know why I missed that I I just thought mental patient
1: yeah again it's that perception of beauty like is it beauty you're aspiring to? Is it beauty that you've tried to achieve through other right. means? Is it beauty that you naturally have? So yeah, it's, it's all of that kind of in a different package. Yes.
0: Yeah, this is why I love McQueen. He's always really pushed the boundaries of what beauty means and creating that dialogue in such a powerful artistic way. So I'm just wondering why, maybe there's no answer to this question, Why haven't we seen more shows in the world like this? Is McQueen the only person that could make a show like this?
1: I think now it's not possible anymore, unfortunately, because for everything that he did, you automatically would have someone offended and would be canceling it. And that's not to invalidate why they would feel that way. I don't want to put that out there, but what I would say is, I don't think those moments will happen like that in fashion anymore. And that's not to be, uh, you know, a retro fanatic or to, you know, oh, it was so good back then. It's not that at all. It's just fashion isn't that deep anymore. It doesn't have the same impact that it does. Now, the creator can be very impactful, the person behind it and what they do, what they believe and what they stand for, but you can't make shows like this anymore.
0: Has anyone ever tried to do a replication of his shows, even his top three? i I
1: mean, I'm sure people have copied parts of
0: it. no, but like a I replica. Just, Could you imagine? Oh, I,
1: gosh, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I don't because even even when even when institutions try to recreate his scenography or make you feel kind of like you're in a McQueen show, you have to have all of the elements there. You have to have the sound. You have to have the production. You have to have Philip Tracy. You have to have Sean Lane. You have to have Sarah Armani. You have to have Katie England. Like, those elements were there to make what it did and make it do what it did. You can't separate those things from it. Right. He was the nucleus. All the other players were part of it. And you take any piece of that together and it's it's different. So...
0: And for me, rather than challenging the, these beauty norms that are so limited and and divisive, he celebrates. So- and as
1: you know, I'm sure everyone probably knows the finale that opens and the glass smashes onto the floor and you have the writer and creator Michelle Ollie in the kind of scene, recreating one of the photographer and artist Joel Peter Witkin's famous works from the 80s that he created which mcqueen was a huge fan of called sanitarium i think it is she says herself the fashion world's biggest fear a fat woman (laughs) ending a show with tubes in her mouth you know recreating this tableau from this artist's work and you know live butterflies bursting out as the glass breaks down so it was a kind of a, a a breathtaking literal moment in fashion where everyone was just like, what am I looking at? I I just, I don't even understand this. And, and again, and if, if you talk to any of the other creators, I know I was lucky enough to speak to Val Garland and she was like, no, this is really is about beauty. Like, what do you think beauty is? So extension to perception and the use of what we see and what we think we see day to day and and how that perception can kind of affect what we believe is to be attractive or, or something that we find beauty in. So it's a very powerful message wrapped in a fashion show.